0: Talked about this a few weeks ago, um, and this thing is making ruckus up here. So, bear with me here this morning. Um, we have come today <clears throat> trying to figure out what this. Anyway, if all those fellas, just turn it down a little. Bit. Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 through 22, the Bible says, And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came and beheld him behind him, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. Everybody say she touched the hem of his garment. For she said within, within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort thy faith hath made thee whole and the woman was made whole from that very hour amen we're going to talk this morning I've, I've I've preached this message taught this lesson whatever you want to call it in the past I looked it's been well over four years but we're going to go I want to dig into this a little bit this morning I felt right this morning and that this is where we needed to be and uh, I don't just go and pick from my list of sermons just to say hey this one sounds good today uh, spend some time praying i actually had something else on my mind that i started building out last night and this morning and got halfway through it, brother mendez and i wasn't feeling it and so here we go so we're going to talk about this subject the ribbon of blue we're going to talk from that subject the ribbon of blue i've taught on this before in fact i actually meant to grab the picture that i showed in the past but We're going to have to do it without the picture today. Amen. Let's ask the Lord to speak to our hearts today, and uh, let's, let's open our minds and our hearts to him this morning. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your grace and mercy today. God, I'm asking that you would allow the Holy Ghost to have free course in this sanctuary. Bind our hearts and minds together, Jesus. I'm asking that you would allow us to find that place in the Holy Ghost where you would have us to dwell today. God, I pray that this morning that you would allow your spirit, Jesus, to move in our midst, God, I pray that you would allow your glory, God, to rest upon us, O Lord. God, I pray that you would anoint these lips of clay, that you would allow us to walk wholeheartedly in your spirit. God, I pray that you would, God, anoint our hearts today to be receptive of your word. Lord, bind our hearts and minds together in this place today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Can we give him a hand clap of praise this morning? Lord, we love you. God, I praise you today. You're wonderful and mighty in this place this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. I I started this lesson with this one question: Why was it important that this young lady touched the border or the hem of his garment? What was the significance of the hem of his garment? And I I asked that question because that's what triggered my thought process in this area. I had actually heard my uh, this actually was birthed out of a message my grandfather preached that I had heard and I I loved the thought and so and it's it hang on to me and and so I began to dig into it myself and uh, to make this mine and and I began wondering what was it about the hem of the garment of Jesus that was significant. I mean, why, why was she just after just the hem of his garment? And, you know, you ever thought, Brother, Brother Tuffy, about, you know, when I first and always throughout my life, I always just thought, you know, she just reached out and she just touched the border of his, of his clothes. You know they had long flowing robes and and so she just reached out and she touched the end of the robe but then I got to studying and I began to realize it wasn't just his robe that she was touching but there is a significant part of the Jewish dress if you've ever seen them walk around you'll see some of them walk around with what looks like a shawl draped around them and um, It was an outer garment is what they called them. And every one of them have a border of blue at the bottom of them. They're, they're in fact, each corner, so all four corners of that outer garment actually had what looks like tassels. You guys know what tassels are? They hang from the graduate's hat, right? You have a tassel of strings and, and material hanging from the... From the, from the graduate's hat. And, and so they have something similar to that hanging off the four corners of their garments. All right? Those had to be blue according to the law. And I'm going to, I, I want to go to Exodus. Sorry, Numbers, Numbers chapter 15. I, 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 we're going to do a little Bible study here and then I'm going to try to apply this to our life here in just a moment. But the Jews were commanded by the Lord... To add certain things to the borders or the hem of their garments, the edge of their garments. In Numbers chapter 15, verses 37 through 41, and he gave a specific reason that they were to do this, and he said this in verse 37, and the Lord spake to Moses, saying, speak to the children of Israel, and bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations and that they put upon the fringe of the borders a ribbon of blue and it shall be unto you for a fringe that you make that you may look upon it and i want you to pay attention it shall be unto you for a fringe that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them here we go talking about obedience again. Amen. Those that were in our Bible class this morning. And the Bible says, goes on, and it says, And that ye seek not after your own heart and your own eyes, after which you used to go a whoring. That ye may remember and do all my commandments and be holy unto your God. Verse 41, I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. In this passage in Numbers chapter number 15, we find that they were commanded to add these tassels or these ribbons to the fringes of their garment as a reminder of two things, of God's law and of God's deliverance. These were to remind everybody, hey, why do we put those on our clothes? And mom and dad's supposed to respond, hey, let me tell you about what happened when we were captive in Egypt. God brought us out. He heard our cry, and He brought us out. He delivered us from the bondage of the Egyptians. Amen. And then, he, they, then they were supposed to tell their children of the things of God, the law of God. Amen. God's word is sure. Can we get an amen? God's Word is unchanging. In fact, the Bible tells us that the Word of God is never going to fade away. Amen. In in another another passage, Jesus said, I have exalted my Word even above my name. Amen. How many of you believe there's power in the name of Jesus? Amen. Amen. I believe there's power in the name of Jesus. But Jesus said there's more power in His Word than there is in His name. He said, I have exalted my word above my name. Amen. And heaven and earth shall pass away, he said. But my word shall never. Everybody say, it shall never. Never pass away. Amen. Psalm chapter 19, verse number 7. The psalmist said it this way. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. Amen. In another place that I didn't put in my notes, the Bible tells us that uh, the Word of God, uh, He uses His Word uh, to confound the wise of the world. Amen. Jesus said His Word would never pass away. I just quoted this. Mark chapter 13 and 31 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Praise God, these ribbons that we're talking about this morning, this edge of the garment were representative of the word of God and that Jesus was a true Israelite, amen, that wore this with no hypocrisy, amen, this stood for the covenant healing and the healing that healed all of Israel, amen, many, many Israelites Amen, they wore this, but they were just doing it, going through the motions. But Brother Mendez, he wore this, amen, and he was representing God's entire holiness when he wore this ribbon of blue, amen. When he wore this outer garment, he was testifying To the surety of his word. Amen. Because he came to fulfill the word. Amen. He came to bring deliverance. Amen. He he came to set at liberty those that were captive in this old world. Amen. He sent his word and he healed them all. Psalm chapter 105 verse 37 tells us he brought them forth also with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person Among their tribes... That's when Jesus comes. He meets with us. Amen. He heals everyone. Amen. That he can possibly touch. Amen. Psalms 107 and 20. He sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from their destructions. Amen. You understand where I'm coming from. John chapter 1 verse 1 says. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. You get to verse 14. It says. And we beheld the glory, his glory, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. I'm thankful today. I just mixed two verses together. Amen. Praise God. Psalm, I'm sorry, I'm going back to John because I want you to know those verses and I can't bring it to my mind now. Amen. 1 and 14. John 1 and 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I got some of it. I didn't get it all proper. Amen. But the scripture tells us it was Jesus who came and dwelt in our midst. We believe that around here, right? We believe that Jesus came. He came to dwell in the midst of his people. He came to to, to dwell among those of us. That we're um, uh, seeking something that could change us forever. Amen. That's why you've come to church today. Because you know that he can help you in the situations that you find yourself in. Amen. Praise God. The healing that God brought. Amen. He sent it through Jesus Christ. But he wasn't just sending a healing to heal those of us that had physical afflictions. He he sent a healing to heal us of our spiritual afflictions. Amen. How many of you have ever experienced the spiritual healing of the Holy Ghost? Amen. You can testify to what I'm talking about this morning. Amen. The healing. Amen. Whether or not she understood what she was about to encounter. Amen. I don't know if she even understood the significance. I would dare say yes She did understand the significance of this outer garment and the tassels that were hanging from this outer garment. Amen. But I don't believe it was just any part of the hem of his garment, Brother Tuffy, that she went up and she touched. Amen. I believe that it had to do something with uh, this outer garment that he was wearing. And she understood what it stood for. She understood that it stood for the surety of the law of God. But not only that, the deliverance and the healing power. Amen. That God had sent to his people already she was holding on to that he maybe exactly she didn't have all of this in mind but as we look back and we find that there is power he man in the Holy Ghost, amen, and what this represents that Jesus had draping around him, I can tell you as I studied it, I believe that this was just a representation of what God wanted to give to his people, amen, we're supposed to not just keep it on the inside, but we're supposed to allow it to be on the outside so that others can reach it and others can see the effects of God's change in our life, amen. Praise God. That's why it's important for us as the people of God to make sure that we're giving glory to him. Praise God. Amen. It's quiet in here this morning. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm just asking you clean grab a hold of what we're trying to get through this morning. I know that, I know that the Holy Ghost has power to change. And I know that it has power to heal. I know that it has power to break bonds, amen, that have been there for generations, amen. I've seen people come out of situations that seem impossible to, for us as human beings to, to deal with. Uh, in fact, I think of a man, Brother Frazier, out, out uh, um, in California, he, is, he, he was born in a women's prison, Amen. He was born from a, a in, in a massive, massively horrible situation, and ended up in in the foster care system. And and anyway, he has a long story. I'm not going to try to go through all of it. Uh, amen. It included abuse. It included sexual abuse. It included. Uh, mental abuse, amen, but yet God has pulled him out of all of that and God has put him and now he is the bishop of the church that he's in and he has many churches and young men or, or church leaders out from under him. God took him and used him for his glory, amen, because he didn't allow his situation and his circumstance in which he was born to define who he was in the long run, he allowed the Spirit of God to come in and to change his nature, his history, his heritage. began to change the moment that he got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Can you can I get an amen this morning? Amen. Praise God. Wow. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm shooting too far above our heads this morning. I I I, I'm, uh, I just want to make sure we understand where I'm coming from today. Amen. This woman, she had a need. She had a problem that she had tried to fix on her own. She had a problem, amen, that she had gone to doctors and spent every cent that she had ever owned, amen, to the doctors. And she had no more money, amen, to spend on doctors. Amen. This woman had been to every every place that she thought she could find help at, but yet she never found help in those places until the day she heard that Jesus was walking by. Amen. She knew that there was gonna be a whole bunch of people around. She knew that there was going to be a hard, there, there was gonna it was gonna be a hard thing for her to break through the crowd to get to the man that was in the center. But yet she said, I've got to just touch his hymn, the hem of his garment. If I can just get there to him, I can touch the hem of his garment. And she, she presses through the throng. Amen. She presses through the crowd of people. Amen. And she makes it to Jesus. And she reaches up and she touches the hem of his garment. And instantly virtue went out of Jesus. And he turns around and said, Who touched me? Amen. And disciples were saying, hey, God, I, Jesus, i master, we don't know. We don't know who touched you. you. Why are you asking this question? Everybody's bumping into you. He said, No. No, no, no. He said you don't understand. This was different. He meant this was purpose. He meant somebody had a purpose to touch me this time. And something happened and without me even acknowledging it as a human being, he meant my spirit responded to the faith of whoever it was that touched me. And he turned around and he found her. He held to his promise. That tassel, the edge of his garment, represented his promise-keeping abilities. That tassel represented the fact that he could heal, and he had done it already for his people. It was therefore a reminder of the goodness of God. And they had to somehow, this woman had realized, hey, there's power. If I can just get there. Was there power in this clothing? Absolutely not. But there's power in the symbols that it represented. But not only that, there was power in the faith that that young woman had when she got to the, the, the edge of the throng and she saw Jesus. She reached up and touched the edge of his garment, and she was instantly healed. Why? Was there power there in that garment? Absolutely not, but it was there as response. He meant to the faith that she said, Hey, I'm getting a hold of the promise, Brother Tuffy, and I'm not letting go until it comes and blesses me. Hallelujah! That's why in Second Chronicles seven and fourteen we can still cling to this: If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, look, she had to humble herself. She had to become. She had to embrace. Humility and crawl on her hands and knees. Uh, he meant through the throng that was around Jesus. But she said, I don't care what I look like. I don't care what people think about me. I've got to touch Jesus. And the writer in Second Chronicles said, If my people which are called by my name, he meant shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Too many of us like to jump to the end and say, God said he's going to heal our land, but we're not paying attention to what he said. He said you've got to be be humble first. You've got to pray. You've got to seek my face, and you also got to turn from your wicked ways. And then he said, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive sin and then I will heal their land. But we've got to reach out to him in the order in which he stated it in this promise. Just like when the Israelites cried out to him when they were in the bondage of Egypt Amen. God heard them and he delivered them. You can read about that in Exodus chapter 3. He tells Moses, he said, I hear I hear the cry of my people. I'm sending you Moses to deliver my people. Amen. He still hears your cry today, my friend. Amen. He still hears the cry of his people today. Amen. And his promises are still dangling just like those that were those represented by the tassels hanging from his clothing. Amen. If we could just somehow reach up just like the woman with the issue of blood, and say, hey, if I can just get a hold of the promises, amen, I know everything's going to be all right. I know if I can just get filled with the Holy Ghost, everything's going to be all right. Amen. I know, I know, I know that God is going to be, Faithful, Why? Because Hebrews tells me that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Psalm 103, 17 says, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. James 1 and 17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness or no changing, not neither shadow of turning he man the woman said if i can but touch the hem of his garment i shall be whole there was no doubt that she had she had to force her way through the crowd if you can picture with me the throng around jesus and what The woman had to do to get to Jesus this morning. He meant sometimes our troubles of life seem like they're surrounding the hope that we have access to. But let me tell you something. If you somehow can press through the throng of the problems of life and you can get to Jesus one more time. He meant he's going to be able to make everything all right for you today. Amen, that place, uh, amen, that she reached out to. She was able to get a hold of Jesus, Uh, amen. Uh, So I'm asking you this morning. I'm asking you this morning, what is it you need from God? Amen. Maybe there's somebody here in this sanctuary today you've come looking for something from God. I don't know your exact situations. Maybe you're listening online and you need something from God. What I'm trying to encourage you today is why don't you reach out and get a hold of that ribbon of blue. Why don't you reach out and get a hold of the promises of God and allow Him to begin to work in your life. Let the faith rise up in your heart today and get to the, the, through the throng of situations of life and get to the feet of Jesus reaching up and touching the hem of his garment I can promise you that he will, he will everybody say he will, amen, everybody say he will he will answer, he will answer your need if you reach out to him Touching Jesus is all that really matters. Then your life will never be the same. When you reach out to him, everything's okay. When you reach out to him, he changes you forever because he's faithful like that. Sister Reagan, I don't know if you have a song that you could play, won't you? Come on. Amen. I'm, I'm wrapping this up. Do you have afflictions? Do you have needs? Do you have addictions? Do you have problems? Jesus is able to heal them. Not because I'm trying to hype you up, but because it tells me in the word of the Lord. In James chapter 5. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And verse 15, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another. Pray. One for another, that you may be healed, because the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. What am I saying today? Can we stand to our feet? I'm wrapping this up. All your need. I said all of your need can be supplied today. Jesus said in Luke chapter 12 and 31, he said this, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. The thing we need this morning is another encounter with Jesus. The thing that you need today, my friend, is another encounter with Jesus Christ. I don't care if you have the Holy Ghost or you don't have the Holy Ghost. If you want something to change in your life, You need an encounter with Jesus Christ this morning. He's here. He's able to touch your life. He's able to change you forever, but you've just got to be willing to press through and say, here I am. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment this morning. I need change just like the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus, here I am today. Bartimaeus, he said, I don't